faces drunk with monks. Drunk with monks. Everyone. Hey. Welcome back to Drunk with Monks. Hey, friends. I'm Andy Berkovitz. That guy over there is Trevor Messenger. Damn right. It's been a while. Once again. We've had a lot of things going on. Yeah. Here. Life is life is getting to us, but, you know, not too much in the way that we weren't able to enjoy the Padres winning round one of the playoffs in New York. Trevor? Or just making the playoffs. We did watch that, too. True. That's a good point. Yeah. And uh, uncomfortable for a while. Uncomfortable for a few few minutes there. Milwaukee just imploded. I mean, completely imploded. The the did you see the stat about who had the most blown saves after the trade deadline? <laughs> I didn't know that it was the Brewers. It was the hysterical. Milwaukee Brewers with sixteen. Wow, wow. Let's just say this: the Taylor Rogers trade yep. was the best trade of the year. That's interesting. We traded for Taylor Rogers. That's interesting. We tra- who did we give? Who do we give up for him to get Taylor Rodgers? Yeah, Chris Paddock, Chris and Paddock, Emilio and Emilio Pagan. Yes, yeah. We got twenty-five saves out of Taylor Rodgers, and then flipped him for Josh Hader. Yeah, and then Taylor Rodgers continued to blow saves yeah. for the Milwaukee Brewers. Actually, it cost him quite a few games down the stretch there, Tons. where they were like very crucial games. Yeah, like like at least five. And the interesting part was we get Josh Hader. The yeah. Padres get Josh Hader, right? And he's still people he are like, oh no, like this guy's gone. Like, what did the Brewers know that we didn't? Blah blah blah. And I just love once again that Preller was like, don't care. Yeah, I'm getting this guy. Niebla was like, what are people talking about? This guy's done. Like, I literally see the exact issue where this is arising. This is this has been documented on several occasions now. Where Niebla was like, this guy's like. Probably like one outing away from being ready and being back to Josh. Yeah, he was a big advocate for giving him that that Giants game. First save that he got mm-hmm. in a Padres uniform. Yeah, that one he was, was big. a huge advocate for getting him in that game. He he went up to Bob Melvin and was like, "If if we are in a save situation, you better bring in Hater because he's he needs to get comfortable. He needs to figure himself out, and this is the perfect time to do no it. No better time. Yeah, but again, it was high stakes." High state. We swept the Giants. Yep. The Giants were trying to mount a comeback in the wild card yep. hunt. That put them out of their misery. And it just we swept the floor with them. Yeah. And we were like, no, so, not this year. Yeah. First of all, Bob Melvin has done an outstanding job, and the fact that he's not in manager of the year conversation is insane to me because of is all he the, not? Have we have they had those conversations yeah, yet? I, he definitely should be. I mean, I, I exactly he should be, but it seems like it's going to probably go to Buck Showalter. It's probably going to go to Funny Buck. enough. It's going to go to Buck, ironically. And you know what? I don't even want to talk about the regular season right now. I want to address this really quickly, and I don't want to spend too much time on this particular aspect. First of all, we're recording this today on Monday, October 10th, the day after the Padres won the series against the Mets. Joe Musgrove from our hometown of El Cajon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely dominated. Absolutely dominated. It's like in my lifetime, it's going to go down in history as one of the best, one of the best outings I've ever seen. He's got the two best outings in Padres history, if you ask me. Like you can for sure argue that. I don't recall enough about '98, and I don't recall enough. I mean, obviously, wasn't alive. Kevin Brown had an incredible outing. He really did. But I mean, dude, this a year like this when nobody like '98, the team was stacked. Yeah. Everyone expected them to win. Right. And they went up against a good Braves team, which, mm-hmm. good Braves team. Yeah. yeah. Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, yep. Maddox, Glavin, all those guys. 
he wasn't going up against a hundred win team with yeah. Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom and and, and Lindor Pete and Pete Alonso and what just Musgrove last night was probably the sharpest I've ever seen him in a Padres uniform even even over the no hitter yeah. oh because, yeah I mean the no hitter was against the Texas know, the, Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers and the Texas Rangers would have been no hit last and, night yeah and the stakes and doing it on the road and then the ear check and it's just like to go through all that I. Like I said, I want to get this out of the way quickly, which is just the ear check. Buck Showalter, you are an absolute clown. I thought it was a despicable. Like this is speaking truly objectively. You know me. Like I, I watch baseball. I admit when people are really good at their job. Totally. I admit when people do their thing right. And like people are talking about gamesmanship. Oh, the Padres calling timeout. Like that's that's the argument that a lot of Mets fans. Oh, the Padres calling timeout every time. Also, Melvin on the came mound. out and, and said he was not a part of that at all. That yeah. Was not a, that was not a plan. Dude, they just you, did it. If you watched the game with two eyeballs, which clearly like a lot of people didn't or something, it was so clear what was happening. Like, for example, they won at bat I really paid attention to because Juan Soto does things on his terms when he's in the box. Oh, always. He stepped in the box. He literally is getting ready. He's doing his digging thing with his back foot. And then Bassett starts his windup. So Soto's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He puts time up. Yep. So then he's like, okay, put my time up. Great. And then he starts doing it. And then Bassett starts winding up. And he's like, Soto's like, hey, okay, time out again. So then Bassett starts starting his windup again. So Soto was like, okay, I'm now going to call a timeout and hold my hand up while I get ready, mm-hmm. which a lot of players don't have to do anymore because, okay, like he called timeout, whatever, yeah, yeah. until he's ready. Soto literally had to hold his hand up because Bassett was like trying to do things on his pace, which I get. You're pitching in a playoff game. You got to do what you got to do. But like – Ball players are superstitious too. They yeah. have routines. This is not the same as to what Buck Showalter did to Joe Musgrove because all this did was delegitimize – one of the greatest starts we'll ever get to see, and now it's just going to be covered by a cloud, and it pisses me off, and I don't want to draw any more attention to this, but what I do want to draw attention to is that Joe Musgrove, if you ever listen to Drunk with Monks, which would be a true honor, you are a beast. And, and a Padres legend. And what you did last night was so impressive, and the fact that you're not getting the love you deserve, because if that was anyone else... If you were on another team, if you were on the Dodgers or, or the Yankees or the Mets even, we wouldn't hear the end of this. No. We wouldn't hear the end about how incredible this start was. And there's only a couple of people in national media that I say, you cover this right. And one of those is Mark DeRosa. Thank you, Mark. DeRosa. Yeah. Big fan of Mark DeRosa. Yeah, same. He just always gives credit where it's due. His break when it, his breakdowns yeah. on, on MLB Network are so fantastic. So He good. goes so deep into them. He points out things that you'd never notice. He really takes you into the mind of the player and is is breaking it down not only on a baseball level but on on a on a mental level just as a person. Like he takes you through he took you through what exactly was going through Joe Musgrove's mind as he's getting his ears rubbed down by an umpire. He's like th- Look at the look in his face. He's looking in that other dugout. He does the snot wipe, the, the Kenny Powers, which was so, so awesome, sick, dude. dude. So how, great. Like, honestly, how Joe handled that whole situation, you know how easy it would have been for a pitcher to unravel after that? He even admitted later that in his younger days, he probably would have. I mean, I've never seen a man this locked in yeah. in a Padre uniform. It was scary. I was like, dude, you... And then, like, to strike out the next hitter with that disgusting... Disgusting curveball. His his breaking stuff last night was, like you said, as sharp as I've ever seen it. I, I mean, I, the location, the movement. Yeah, yeah, he was dotting the zone like nobody's business. He would hit if he wanted it inside, it was inside. If he wanted it low and away, it was low and away. If he wanted it outside the strike zone, but worthy of of getting a bite and getting someone to hack at it, he got it. 
He he was in complete control from the second he threw his first pitch. Yeah. Just like I don't want to use this word too often, but I mean, come on, that was an utterly dominant performance. Yes, yeah, yeah it was absolutely not. He literally could not be touched. And to go through seven innings mm-hmm. and throw like eighty-eight pitches or whatever he threw, like he could have gone the distance. He could have gone the distance, easily. but there's no reason yeah. to. You know, you're up, you're there's up no, six no nothing. To. Right. You, you bring in your you bring in your big boys and close it out. And by the way, big game, Bob. I mean, Is that what you're gonna say, Robert Suarez. Big game, Bob, baby, dude. Yeah, we were all nervous that first that first game of the year when we when we lost that opening day game. Everyone's like, "Who is this Robert Suarez? Yeah, where did he come from? Dude is throwing a hundred and one at the top with, of the zone with, with control. authority, with control. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, big game. Bob is here to stay. I mean, I hope so because he has a player option. You think he takes it? He, I, I don't mean, really know the details of it. He's a player option, and I mean. Who doesn't want a guy who throws 100 miles an hour out of the pen? Yeah, it's true. Who can who can close? Who can oh, be a set of oh, man? Okay, I see who what can... you're saying. Yeah, so he probably declines it. Yes. And then we got to resign. So him. I think we need to resign him to like a two year deal, something like that. But either way, better than Drew Pomeranz. Yeah, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah. I, God, I hope so. I don't want to see that man's contract ever again. Yeah, same. Awful. I will say this: the Padres, and I said this with about a month left and I understand we didn't do an episode. So I apologize to all of you who listened to this. Thank you. First of all, the Padres are playing their best baseball of the year right now. Yeah, they are. And that's what you want. In yeah. The it's really, it's really clicked. The, when you got, when you got your, the bottom three in your lineup going I mean, like eight for 20. Can we talk about Trent Grisham? I think we have to, I think, I don't think there's any way around it. Like, I mean, that man, it, as, as of now, all is forgiven. Absolutely 100%. everything of the season. We is don't get through that series without Trent Grisham. No, not at all. No, no, like no. we literally don't get through that series without him. The, the things he did on both ends, offensively and defensively, were yep. insane. That catch he made yesterday was uh, was ab- absolute beauty. And you know what the crazy thing is? The ball was hit in the air. I saw Trent Grisham running after, it, and I was like, he's going to catch this thing. Like there wasn't even a doubt in my mind. I thought he was going to catch it off the bat, and then as I saw him running, I was like, ooh, this might, this it, might go. It might get out, yeah. It might get out, or it might hit the wall. And it would have hit the wall had he not caught it. He put his glove in between the ball and the wall, reeled it in. Yeah, dude, he was, he was absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I think he was on base... At like a six sixty seven clip, his average, his average is was like four. Yeah, it was four twenty like something. Yeah, yeah. What on earth he, happened to this he guy? He finished as the lowest batting average among qualifiers in the regular season. I'm not kidding. And it was so funny because you know I'm on Twitter and I'm going through all these despicable Mets fans accounts, and they're all. <laughs> I mean, these are fans that are actually like I respect because they weren't complaining about the Padres like cheating or anything. They were just like. Of course this happens to us. Trent Grisham is Dude, wrecking us to bits. It like, is so funny. I have I have one really close friend in, in where we live that's a big Mets fan. And then I have another buddy on the East Coast who is also a huge Mets fan. And I was talking to them both throughout the week. And both of us, all three of us were just like, "There is, we're going to lose this series. This is typical Mets Padres baseball. We are going to lose this series. Congratulations, dude. You guys are moving on. That's really At the funny. exact same time and then like when it became apparent that the Padres are going to win, they both were just like good game, good series. See ya. It's just like, wow. This is what happens to tortured franchises. 
Oh, it's brutal. And it that's, was so funny. That's why, like, yeah, that, that's first of all. That's that was why everyone, towards the end of the season, when it be, when it came down to what seed do we want? Do we want to go to St. Louis? Do we want to go to New York? God help us if we go have to go play the Braves. Like, thank God the Braves won the division because nobody wanted, wants to see them. At, especially on the wild card no, round. I would have been devastated. Oh, my God. It wouldn't even been close. Everyone, most people, I think, wanted St. Louis. And I, I did. You, you did. Me. Yeah, I did. You did. Yeah. I wanted the Mets. I wanted the Mets, and I and I and the reason I wanted the Mets was the the radio show I listened to, John and Jim. Those guys on seven sixty. Shout out them. Jim was talking about the mindset of the franchise, and it's exactly how my two friends were talking. It was just like, yeah, this is a poverty franchise. We, we yeah, we won hundred games. We're gonna collapse in the playoffs. We're gonna and then. And the demise of them leading the division the entire year, losing it in the last two weeks, it ruins you for the playoffs. It ruins you. Top of that, the Padres are playing good baseball to close out the season. They're trending up. The Mets are trending down. The Cardinals are the Cardinals. That aspect. That's why I want it. That aspect for sure makes the most sense. My only problem with all this is that we're playing the Dodgers next. Now we're playing the Dodgers. And now it's, it's like, real. Who would you rather face, the Dodgers or the Braves? I mean, I guess that's a rock and a hard place, but... I'd rather face the Dodgers in a five-game series, to be honest. Over the Braves? I would. Here's why. Because I think we have a better chance of beating the Dodgers in a five-game series as opposed to a seven. So, if you're thinking about... Because, I mean, obviously, you got to assume you win. Like, you, you, think about it, you think about it one game at a time, but as a fan, we can think about it whatever we want. I'm thinking about it as if... I'd rather play the Dodgers in a five-game series because if we eliminate the Dodgers, I don't give one shred of a rat's ass what happens for the rest of time. I will terrorize every Dodger fan that ever speaks to me for the rest I of mean, my life. Listen, the bragging rights would be through the roof, but what right. about? But I th- here's so the my Padres real point is my real point is I think that. Getting past the Dodgers is easier in a five-game series than a seven-game series. Why? Because in a longer series, talent comes through. Prevails. Yeah, talent prevails. Thank you. Uh, in a shorter series, anything can happen. I And then on top of that, facing the Braves in a seven-game series. Well, first of all, if the Phillies win by some kind of magic and we win... We get a home I mean, CS. It's that not going to happen. Be it's not going to happen. There's no way in hell no, the Braves lose to the Phillies. But if so, in a long series, talent prevails, and more specifically, pitching prevails. I think we have better pitching than the Braves do. I agree with that. Simon. The Braves have better hitting. Mm-hmm. They definitely do. We have better pitching. Without Tatis, they have better hitting. Yeah, without Tatis. With I mean, Tatis. they've got they've got Acuna. Yeah. Wait, Albies is out, huh? He's not playing. He was done for the yeah, season. He got out. he got hurt again. Olsen. Yeah, Olsen, Olsen and Acuna, Acuna are those and are Riley and Ozuna. Oh, yeah. that's right, Riley. Riley's so MVP good. Can candidate yeah. Riley. Who they uh, locked up this whole core for like twelve dollars. It's the greatest organization I've ever I, seen. I, I have never seen anything like that. This is cr- they're locked like dude, that team is going to be intact for like six for, more years. For six years minimum. Six more years and for like cheap nothing. Like they're smart. They did a Tatis deal with everyone. So, they're so smart. Yeah. But, and they didn't and they lock did short themselves deals. into fourteen. Yeah, they years did short deals. Did, I was like, why isn't everyone copying this formula? Well, I mean, they also it's have a hard great to do. Eye for talent. It's hard to do. Everyone has to buy in. But anyway, so so 
I think we have a better chance at eliminating the Dodgers in a five-game series, and I think our pitching matches up with the Braves better in a seven-game series because we've got three studs at the top and Mike Clevenger who can who can it's like spot give you a great and, give yeah. you a great fourth option. You never know. I mean, Clevenger Mike Clevenger could, was a Cy Young candidate 100%, two years ago. He was an ace. Exactly. He hasn't been the same since, but he has that in him still. Absolutely. And that could strike on any night. Absolutely. Put some Vaseline on your ears. You know totally. what I mean? Lock mm-hmm. him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I that that's why I prefer the five game series with the Dodgers. Take it Fair past enough. that to the World Series. I mean, you're looking at the Astros. You're looking at the Yankees. You're I mean, looking at the Mariners. I, listen, I don't. You beat the Dodgers, who are the uns like excuse me the undisputed favorites to win absolutely it, win it all. And if they don't, they should be embarrassed. I've been saying that to everyone. Like that team is so good. If you don't win a World Series with this roster, like disband your franchise. Like, legitimately quit. Call yeah. it a day. Disband like, your franchise. I don't have to tell you. Anyway, yeah, it, it's it, it's insane. So to beat them, first of all, to get the toughest dog out of the way now would be nuts. Again, I'm a realist. Trevor knows this. I firmly don't think we can beat the Dodgers without Tatis in the lineup. I told him this before we started this episode. If Tatis is in the lineup, I think it's a completely different series. Oh, I, think we, I think we yeah. beat. I think we could beat anyone with Tatis in the lineup in this and the rest of this roster easily, especially, especially the way they're playing now, and especially with Hassan Kim playing yeah. at a damn near Tatisian level. Like Tatis had a Tatis has a six WAR. In 2021, you know what Kim had? I understand the war. He had like five, five. war, but 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 offensively. No, I know, I know. A lot of that war is from defense. Absolutely. And Hassan Kim's defense is is undisputed, but offensively, Tatis being able to literally take anyone deep. Like I'm not afraid of any pitcher when Tatis is in the box. Like this guy. God help you if you got a lefty up. Like Tatis can hit. Like there's not a pitcher alive that I'm like I don't know if that. Like right now with the lineup, I'm like I don't know if we're gonna be able to touch this guy. Like when we faced. Luis Castillo, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to touch this guy. And I we just didn't. knew it. We didn't touch him. No, but I was didn't. like, but if Tatis in the box, I was like, this guy can hit him for sure. Yeah. He can hit anyone. Well, this is why he went out and got a man named Juan Soto. It, that's that To me, that's who are, like, I heard a lot about X Factors on radio and TV and all that stuff over the last week. Who, and are, they, who are they saying? A lot of people were saying Hassan Kim. A lot of people said Cronenworth, Profar. And then someone very interestingly said Juan Soto. And, and you know, you, you ask yourself, like, Juan Soto. Juan Soto's a bona fide superstar. How can he be an X-Factor? Well, he hasn't been a superstar in San Diego yeah, so far. True. He's been good. He's been very serviceable. Yeah. Uh, he's drawn a lot of walks. His on-base is really high. Defense has he been runs in, really Yeah, his good. defense has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. He runs into one every once in a while. Juan Soto in this Los Angeles Dodgers series is absolutely my X-Factor. Vital. Absolutely, my. We don't. If he doesn't hit two home runs in this series, I don't think we win this. The series. The Padres literally don't stand a chance unless Juan Soto is Juan Soto in this yeah, series. Exactly. Like, and and that being said, Machado needs to be Machado as well. Which you know, there's no reason to think he won't be. Yeah, although he he has tendency against the Dodgers to disappear a little more than against other teams, and I don't know why that is. I think I think there's a lot of mental stuff. There. Uh, yeah, which is that's a lot that's of the, mental stuff. That's there. the issue that frustrates me. When we play the Dodgers, when the Padres play the Dodgers, it just feels like they don't feel they can win. It's it's true, and that's where I think Tatis would come into play. But that's also why why I think we match up well against them right now yeah. in this very moment. Yeah, we are playing with a lot of confidence. We are playing smart, sound baseball. Our pitching is off the charts. By the way. How dare you rank us 12th, MLB? Insane. Excuse you. Absolutely yeah. insane. I'm going to pull up those rankings so we can talk yeah, about that. Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself, whoever wrote that. And I, I, I just think that 
it's so different in the postseason. That 14 and 5, 5 and 14, whichever side of the ball you're on, means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It is zero and zero. They've been saying that. I mean, listen, you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. It's baseball, it's about the hottest team. It's always been that way. The Braves won with Acuna 88 being wins out. and no Acuna Jr. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. 89 wins, no Tatis. Like, literally anything is possible. No question about it. Yeah. It all needs to come together. The rest of the guys need to show up. Everyone needs to show up. It's Seven true. through nine literally carried us this series. Yeah. Which is what the, probably the last thing I was ever expecting to say. If if Grisham can replicate even even half of what he did in this series, if if Profar and and by the way, credit to Profar too. Set the table really well. He had a fan. He had series. a quietly incredible series, and it wasn't talked about enough. Not at all. He I mean, did it, a you can't when Trent Grisham yeah. hitting two home runs and running down balls at the wall. Trent Bonds, baby. Exactly, exactly. There's nothing you can do about it. But Profar quietly had an amazing series. So if he carries that over, if Grisham carries over even a fraction, if Cronenworth gets a hit. I, dude, Cronenworth is such an anomaly this year. 90 RBIs almost on the season. He's so good in runners scoring position, but he changed his swing. Yeah, he does. He's also, I've noticed he has not... He hasn't been hitting the inside fastball as much lately. Yeah, because which he is his, pitch. his swing. He I haven't focused noticed it. so hard on launch angle this year, mm. and that's why you saw those lazy fly balls to left field. Yeah, he a lot is, of pop ups to the left yeah, side. Yeah, because he yeah, changed his to swing side. to deal with he launch be, angle. He's got to be dipping his shoulder, and that's and the biggest it's thing. It's all there. for launch angle when it's like Cronenworth. You're not that guy. No, we don't need you to like. You are the best hitter when you're pulling. You're the ball. a 15 home run guy. You're 15 you home run. You can hit 20 if you just focus on pulling the no, ball. No, I know. But a 15 home run guy is like, that's your yeah. that's your line. That's probably, yeah. yeah. So I mean, a 15 home run guy gets 75, 80 RBIs. He hit 90. He hit 90. Yeah, he's so good in runners. He's position. just, he's a very timely hitter. And I yeah. think if he can do that and Profar can keep setting the table, because remember, Cronenworth's hitting, what, fifth? Yeah, if Profar's sixth, setting the table, recently. Machado's driving him in, Soto's, dri- or Soto's driving him in, Machado's driving him in, you get to Bell and Cronenworth. Yeah. Table set for you guys. 100%. Uh, speaking of, I, I want to give a quick shout out to Will Myers for. Oh, he gets playing, a home playoff game for us. And playing, I mean, elite defense at first. Elite defense at first. That play off the bag, I was like, are incredible. These, I was like, are these announcers alive? I, I yeah. I was Nobody on the TV. Said anything. I was on the TV like, what a play. Like, that was insane. Off the bag is usually dead in the water yes. for, the, for defense. To, dead to in the water. reach up bare-handed in one swift motion and get him out by a foot. He like, threw the ball all in one fluid motion, catches and throws with his bare hand. That is... To Musgrove, watch, who puts like, a good stretch on, too. Padre fans, if, if you're listening to this, I urge you to go back and watch that play because it's not an easy play. And our old first baseman, like... Nameless. That, that would have been a triple, probably, because he would have been, like, like looking around probably for six minutes to try yep. to figure out where the ball is. Yep. And just giving up on it completely. Like He would have went behind the back. Honestly, as soon as the ball hit the base and like went up, he probably just would have looked at it and like, well, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that seems exactly like a Hosmer move. Would have done. Yeah. He would have been like, exactly like put his shoulders done. up, dude. He has no hops. Dude. Like <laughs> no hops. Uh, like that was fun to watch Will Myers play. And, and credit to Bob Melvin for the lineups that he put out there. I was a little bit in panic mode when I didn't see Drury in the lineup. I was, I was just going to bring that up. No Drury in the lineup. No Drury. I was like, dude, this guy has the second most home runs on our team. I'll tell you what, though. He's in the lineup tomorrow. 
We got a, I think they, it has to be. They, I mean, they have a lefty on the mound. If is on the mound. He crushes left-handed yeah, he pitches. Does. He does. And he, there's no way you leave him out And he line. took Arias deep, I think. Yeah, it's uh, just it's, there's, there's on no planet. But that's what I mean. I was like, Bell's probably not going to play. And and the fact that they talked about this too, and Josh Bell talked about it, like not only did he play, he, he was batting cleanup. And then he hits that absolute Piss r- missile. rocket to Oppo oh, off God. of Scherzer. Like, to get the series started, I was like, Bob Melvin, you are a god. Like, as soon as when jo- that that Josh Bell home run set the tone for the entire series, a hundred percent. Absolutely, we set hit the for tone. Pa- the Padres hit for power the entire yeah. series. Yeah, for th- four home runs in the first game, game Grisham one. went Grisham went deep in the second game. Off to Grom, we didn't hit any in the third game. Though, yeah, did we, we didn't hit any. We didn't hit any. Yeah, I don't think there were any home runs yesterday. No, no home runs in the second. No. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't remember. No, because no, Austin Nola, two RBI single. Two Machado, RBI, RBI single. Uh-huh. Juan uh-huh. Soto, two RBI double. That's, That's five. five runs. Uh, I don't Yeah, think there wasn't there a bomb. What am I missing? Profar? Soto, two. Nola, two. Machado, two. Oh, Grisham hit one. Grisham had an RBI. Yeah, of course, the RBI single up the middle. Yeah. One in doubt, Trent Grisham had an RBI. Yeah, Grisham hit 500 for the series. That is insane with the pitching that they faced. Yeah. That's insane. Also, Kim, three walks yesterday, yeah. scored three times. Yeah. Scored three times a day. Or no, Grisham scored the three runs the, the night before. Yeah. And right. shout out shout out Austin Nola. That two RBI single yesterday to get the Nola game started. Nola was huge. Nola huge. hit 444 in the series. Huge. He had a fantastic series. He had an incredible yeah, that, series. Yeah, that oppo double was mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nola showed up, man. Seventh through nine. Yeah, Hassan Kim, he had some fantastic plate appearances in this series. He did. Like... There were multiple occasions where I expected Hassan Kim to strike out or lazy fly ball, whatever. Like, the, you know, a Hassan Kim at bat, if you will. And he waited, and it was pretty cool to hear the broadcast team. That means, like, they're getting – the Padres are at least getting recognition for something, which is their patience at the plate. Yeah. And, and you know, whether that's a Berdar thing, whether that's a Bob Melvin thing, whatever it is, it's it's team-wide. And the fact that teams know that coming in, like, though the Padres are selective. They're not going to be chasing pitches. Got to throw pitches in the zone. You do that, I mean, you're dealing with six hitters who you can take you yard. You know who's the best team at doing that? I mean, the Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah. It's it's a recipe for success. 100%. If we continue to do that in this series. And beyond. And beyond. I mean, th- this there's no reason that this team can't be the Braves of last year. Yeah. There's really no reason. Yeah. It's a lot easier for me to say it <laughs> into this microphone yeah. and not be – a bunch of my friends were joking when we were watching the game on Saturday. Just like every time some of them have it, I make that play. I make that play every day. <laughs> we're just yeah, all laughing at Joe. Like, yeah, yeah us sitting on the play. couch drinking beers, we could absolutely <laughs> make that play totally. We wouldn't have swung at that 92-mile-an-hour yeah. slider outside uh, yeah, what, the zone. What are you chasing over there? Yeah, yeah exactly. What are you doing? Yeah, Nola the, – the, all, all the – the non superstars, the role players, had man. a great series. They did their thing, and if they can rep again, I'll say it again. Yeah. If they can replicate that, even in even half as much, and our superstars yes. can have just yeah. balls out series. Yeah, we got a chance at winning this series. Definitely, I, I do. I do think we have a chance. I don't think it's a great chance. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call it a good chance. Okay, but I do think there is a chance. Yeah. Like you're in the playoffs, everyone has a chance. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I mean, with the pitching we have, I mean, Musgrove, Snell shoves against the Dodgers. Yeah. I, by the I, way, Snell in the playoffs. I not also great. want to talk about that though, because I knew that was going to come up. And no, I, I know. I mean, I'm not holding it against him at this point because he's been so good for the last boy, two months. Do I have a retort for you? What do you got? What do you got? That home plate umpire. I don't know if you saw this. I did see it, but I was I was entertaining. 
We're the Padres are zero in ten in the last. Oh, that's 10 right. Games yes, that he's called. Yes, and watching the game, Snell no got surprise. squeezed on like a ton of pitches. In fact, I think his report card came out and it was like two and a half runs from the Mets. Unreal. So I was like, I mean, and I noticed it when Snell started to unravel, and his pitch count started to get up there, and he was walking batters. They he missed quite a few strike calls that were strike threes. Mm-hmm. That then led to ball fours. And Snell, it's I, Snell has a habit of getting squeezed hard. Yeah. And I think I think it's because his stuff is so filthy. It's disgusting. But frankly, Nola is one of the worst framers in the game. And I've been saying yeah, that. Yeah, he's really not good at framing. And he's really not good at throwing at runners he out. Can't, he can't throw anyone dude, If I were a team playing he couldn't, us. He couldn't throw out himself. <laughs> yeah. And he's the slowest guy in the game. He couldn't throw yeah. out our yeah. nameless former first baseman <laughs> yeah. trying to steal yeah. a base. Luke Voigt. He can, yeah, Vogel, exactly. Vogel okay, listen. Vogel. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is not playoff related because I don't think Camposano is going to be playing in the playoffs. I mean, I would love if, if he did. But Camposano, I still believe, is the catcher of the future. Oh, I, uh, I agree. First 100%. of all, whether – I don't know if Robot Ums, when they're going to come around – Camposano's pitch framing is no joke. It's elite. Yeah. It is elite. Like, I'll even show you the numbers. There, There's numbers to back this up. There's there's this Twitter page where they follow prospect catchers and, like, how Ooh. they frame and how they receive the ball. And this guy was like, Camposano is the best I've ever seen. Wow. At this. There was a lot of knocks on his defense. Oh, yeah. And, I wonder. I've been like... The improve, but again, his pitch framing defense. That was the imp- well, but his all around defense. Yeah, I think it's most. I think that when they say defense, so it's mostly like blocking pitches, which he can do, throwing guys out, stuff like that, he which he, he can do. I would trust again. Him to throw he's still out over so Nola. young and so raw, and his oh, he's so coachable, his bat. and his bat is bat. huge. Yeah, his bat. So I'll send you that page. But and then he was like, yeah, like Camposano is light. He literally used the words. He is lightning quick. Wow. Lightning quick. I was like, what? And then wow. I looked at the page. I was like, what's the validity of this page? And yeah, they like. Where is he compared to Austin Hedges? <laughs> Austin Hedges is up there. Bro. Dude. Austin Hedges is up there. I watched a little bit of that series, the Guardians yeah. and the. And the, and the Rays. Rays. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Austin Hedges came to bat, I just. My eyes popped out of my head at how bad his numbers are so offensively. Terrible. He had like a. 30 OPS plus. MLB averages 100. His OPS regular was like 408. That's worse than Juan Soto's OBP, dude. It's That's so, bad. It's so laughably bad. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, God. I mean, the, and then say Nola's going to play because, I mean, he's showing up in the big moments at the dish, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean he calls he's, a game. He's well, experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and the pitchers love him, so it's like, uh, yeah, there's Campisano no Yeah, is not going to be in there as anything but an injury replacement. But I want next year, I want it to be a platoon with Camp and Nola. That's what I want. I think Alfaro's going to be... I, I don't, yeah, I don't think he, we bring he, Alfaro back. Yeah, he's, I mean... He had a good couple months. He had those clutch hits for us, but yeah, I mean, yes, he did. He's borderline unplayable, like most of the time. Yeah, yeah. he's his his biggest value is as a bench bat. Yeah, pinch, and hit, like, pinch hit bat because he can run into one. He's got power or but a like, DH, I guess. Yeah. If you're in a pinch, he's also really clutch. So I guess there's yeah, that. he is. Like, he does have the clutch. Yeah, team. If there's a game winning opportunity or run driving up to it. Yeah, man. Put I think, but like people, people always we're talking a lot about uh, you know who's gonna be who's gonna come up big in the postseason. Nobody picked Trent Grisham. I sure as hell didn't. This is like 
like that Daniel Murphy year. Or yes. like, there's always a guy. Yes. You're just and like, then Daniel Murphy earned himself a massive yeah. contract <laughs> yeah. after that and did nothing yeah. for the rest of time. Yeah. He went to Colorado and yeah. did nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's there's, how bad he was. There's always a guy that yeah. just like, where did you come from? Here's my hope for this series. I want it to be Will Myers. Oh, I, I mean, want it that to be Will Myers be so badly. I want Will Myers to come up and hit a ga- a lead changing grand slam. And I, dude, just because I and I want it to happen at Peco Park. I want to hear the roar of the crowd. You know how there's all those metrics about who's got the loudest NFL stadium. Yeah, yeah. Peco Park's gonna have a dog in that race <laughs> if Will Myers hits a game winning grand slam. I mean, that's a very specific occasion. But I know yes. it really is, <laughs> but it's fun. So it's like we're down three. There's two outs. Will Myers happens to be up <laughs> against the left-handed pitcher, most likely. Perfect. Take that Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. I just I want it to be Will Myers I mean, so bad. He he really this year seemed like he cared so much. Like the first few years he was here, I was always wondering how much he really cared. And then over the last two months, or since he's been back, I was like, wow, he does. Oh, he yeah. really does care. The maturation, and man. And, yeah, like I think he's always cared. He, he's never had a bad attitude, A. B, I am just – it's been so nice not to talk about this guy, but it just bothers me so much that Eric Hosmer took years away of Will Myers playing first base. Oh, 100%. Will Myers is a terrific first base. He player. really is. Like terrific. I think there's a world where we re-sign him as a as a first base, or like a utility player. Yeah, because I want team Dr- friendly first base. I want Drury personally. I would love Drury too. Drury needs to play first base for us like full time. I think Drury's gonna get a big contract though. I think Drury's gonna be out of our price. Range. I think we can sign him. And I also don't want to overpay for Drury. Yeah, fair. I really don't. Fair. He's he played thirty-seven. In... Sorry, what? He's thirty. He's thirty-six. Are you he's sure about 30. this? Yes. Yes. You're sure about I'm this? I'm positive. Because I don't think that's the case. It's I promise you. All right. Well, let's quick search away. I will say, no. Yeah. How old is he? Go ahead. He's not thirty-seven. He's he's young. Wait. What is he? Thirty-one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds of silence. Where is it? Where is go, it? Go walk the plank. Oh my god! He's born the day before me. <laughs> <laughs> he's thirty. He's thirty. He's thirty. Okay. Never mind. We're resigned. Why did Drury. I think he was so? Old? I don't know where you got that. He doesn't even look old in the slightest. Thirty-seven is old, bro. Huh? He was born in Grants Pass, Oregon. I've been there, <laughs> dude. Re- I want to resign. Drury. Okay, yeah, that changes Solidifies everything. Solidifies my point. That changes everything. I did not know that he was that young. I I could have sworn he was like 34, 35, 36. No. Wild. Thirty. So all right. Yeah, as a first baseman, DH. Like, yeah. perfect. And then you resign Will Myers. They switch. One's DH, one's mm-hmm. first base, mm-hmm. one's first base, one's mm-hmm. DH, whatever. Perfect. Will Myers can Both play Both of them everywhere. could probably play the outfield in the pinch. Drury could play third base. Yeah. Give Machado days off. I mean. I, I like want- that. That's another. That is, yet again, that is another uh, uh, tactic that the Dodgers employ. Yeah. A lot of utility players. Max Got Munson. To. They, I, remember, oh, I remember at the beginning of the season. This is just a dumb little story. Beginning of the season, Ben Verlander, that clown, yeah. came out with his rankings of best first baseman in the league yeah. and had two Dodgers on it. One of them was Freeman, Freeman and, and, and Muncy. Oh, that's And I was rich. like, hey, guy, yeah, he doesn't even play that position <laughs> that's anymore. rich. Like, <laughs> oh, it was a joke. 
but but yeah, they they do that. Muncie play, yeah. Muncie's played third base, second base, first base, I outfield, mean, DH. Everything. You need you need players who are versatile. Will Myers, Chris you know, Taylor does that the for them. Bill. Like, yeah, like it, terrific. Profar does, Profar it for us. does it for us. Will Myers, Hassan Kim plays multiple Drury positions. Now, yeah. Drury, like and but Drury's an everyday bat. Totally, he's an everyday power bat. And if you take Josh Bell out of the equation, which he definitely will be after this, yeah, year, I don't, I don't think jo- Josh Bell's a bigger name. There's no, uni- he's, there's he's, no universe. In he's going to get twenty million a year. Josh Bell, which frankly I don't think he deserves, but I'm happy for him. I am too. Scott he, Boris, he, he seems like a good dude. Oh yeah, he really 100%. does. And like I feel bad that he struggled so mightily in San Diego. Yeah, That's yeah. such a thing, dude. It's I so know. annoying. Every I, all these freaking players, except for Drury. Drury, yeah, Drury's the only one. I mean, Machado, not the only one. But I mean, Machado, we signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, like I just he he. There's no world where I think that we resign Bell. Yeah, I just I no don't, no. There's I don't no way. Think, so that's why you got to look. You got to look elsewhere. And I mean, I th- I think Drury and hopefully oh, I'd love to bring Wilma Myers back. I just think he he's a clubhouse presence. A guys love him. He's mm-hmm. obviously got the best attitude and the fact that he's so versatile. Plus, he had a huge contract already. I doubt he's going to be oh, hunting for a bunch of money. He's for sure going to be on a team-friendly deal. Like, Gotta be, right? For sure. If any team offers that guy over, like, 8 mil, they're insane. Right. Like, I would bring him back two years, 6 mil each, you know, 12 yeah, two mil. for 12, that's a good deal. That sounds great to me. Player option, if you want that, fine. Club option, even better. Yeah. You know, that's what I want for him. Yeah, I like I like that deal a lot. Yeah. I'd take that deal a and lot. And then Drury, I think you do, like, you know. Three for 30. Three years. Yeah, three years, 40 even I'd go yeah. to. Uh-huh. Something like that. Mm. I think that's really serviceable. Yeah, that's yeah, that's twelve and a half a year. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's serviceable. I mean, we need power bats. He's a power bat. Yeah, that's true. We always struggle with slug. That's true. We're gonna get Tatis back, and then having Drury like mm-hmm. bat like freaking six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, enough back, about the, enough about, the playoffs. Enough about the offseason. Yeah, back yeah, to we, the playoffs. Obviously, you know, the Padres are in the playoffs right now. We gotta talk about that. I, I want to talk really quickly. We have a couple minutes left. I want to touch on the bullpen. This is the most confident, and we've been watching the Padres our whole lives. Mm-hmm. This is the most confident I've ever been in a Padres bullpen in my entire existence. And yeah, I and we've had feel. some good ones too. Had some great some ones. Really, Trevor really Hoffman good was ones. on our team. Yeah, but Dale Fair. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Damn, what a throwback! What a Dale throwback. Fair, the prospector. That's a throwback I did not expect. Oh to get man, he got Mud Grant referenced him recently. Oh, by the way, the ESPN crew did shout out Mud and Don. A hundred, yeah, a like hundred times. times, yeah, as they should. And and I, it 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 made me happy. Yeah, it really it was cool made that me they, happy. Like, they were saying that they called or that like they talked to Mud directly, and Mud was like, because clearly they don't know anything about the Padres. They're like, Obviously. oh yeah, Mud told me about this guy, and this is what happens. I yeah. was like, do you watch baseball? Like, if I were going into a series and I'm covering this game, do the amount of research I would have done to understand. We both don't teams, cover these games, but we still are researching and watching. Like, and come like, on. If I'm covering even a game between the Padres and Mets, I would literally talk about the Mets player. Like, oh, this is – and yeah. they were talking about it where um, – they were talking about something really stupid at one point when Robert Suarez came into the game for the first time in game one. And his story is incredible. And they could have talked oh, about Suarez? that for – Yeah. Yeah. His story is incredible. He's about to give up baseball. Mm-hmm. He's playing in freaking Japan. Uh, J- Japan and then like Mexico or mm-hmm. something like that. He went Mexico they, to Japan. Mexico yeah. to Japan, and then gets it was just he was ready to give up, and now look at him. He's a setup guy on a contending team, who's like I trust in any high leverage situation. Yeah, absolutely, he and Luis Garcia are like to me. Dude, we didn't even we didn't yet. even use Stephen Wilson. Yeah. We who, who else did Tim Hill? We didn't use Tim Hill, who yeah. had an incredible season, monster season, absolutely incredible. No season. one saw that coming. No. Yeah. No. I I sure didn't. 
after that first couple, those yeah. first couple outings, it's like, oh boy, oh, yeah, Tim we're Hill. in for a rough one, yeah. And then he came, he had like he had like twenty straight appearances <laughs> with no no runs yeah. given up, yeah, insane, wild. Uh, the bull, yeah. So we didn't. Who who did we use? We used Hater, Suarez, Garcia, and I think Morahone. Morahone. Oh yeah, because we did use a hefty amount of the bullpen that second on game Snell's, too, huh? yeah, on Snell's yeah. outing. But I mean, this bullpen is fresh. Fr- dude, Garcia, Garcia hasn't thrown since game one. Right, right. And Garcia's our our number one setup man. Yeah, you know, haters thrown one game. I'm I'm five. really interested. Okay, so so uh, on top of the bullpen, to 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 add to that, Bob Melvin's usage of the bullpen and Bob Melvin's managing throughout the entire series was elite. Okay, so. I love hearing that, and I agree with you. However, quite a few disagree with you. So I'm just going to bring up their points, and I want to see what you think about Well, they're them. wrong. Okay, I, I agree with you. I don't even need to hear it. I agree wrong. with you. So they were upset that it seemed as though in game two, they phoned it in when Morahone had thrown, I think at that point, like 27 pitches. Dumb take. Two runners on base. He hadn't gotten an out yet and left him in there. And then I forgot who came in and gave up the run. Nick Martinez came in and gave up the runs, I think, officially. Mm. Unless it was Martinez. To, either way, the runs came in. The game got you know blown a little bit out of control in game two. And I thought it was interesting. But I, like, I personally get where Bob Melvin is coming from in that game. I was like... Give your young guy a chance to gain some confidence. And, and Morahone's a beast. Throws and I, 99. And I, yeah, his, so that was the other thing. His velo was down a couple ticks that game as well. Yeah, he's probably fatigued. Something. He's probably fatigued. He's thrown a lot of innings after coming off TJ. Yeah. You know. Something, which is fine. And the question is, do you leave him in there or do you start using more bullpen arms? And I was like, at this point, try and fight through it. Use Nick Martinez. We were down, what, like 3-4 at that point? So, yeah. So, now two runs had come in. But at first, it was like 3-2. Yeah, we were down one. Yeah. Because who gave up the – Nick Martinez gave up the the home run to Pete Alonso, right? Yeah. Yeah. He gave the home run to Pete Alonso on a cutter, and that made it. That made that was that a was three, three run two. home run. So that, no, it was a solo shot. Three it two. It was. Yeah, it was two two after. I can't remember. Yeah, it was two two after Profar's RBI single. Okay, and then Pete Alonso hits a solo shot off of. So it's three two. Nick Martinez. Nick three Martinez. two. Morahone comes Martinez in the next inning. Morahone comes in the next inning. Two runners get on. I think three runners get on, and then it, it all sort of unravels. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're you're in what the fifth inning. Yeah, yeah, at that point, you're trying to eat innings, and you're also trying to instill confidence in your young pitcher. He's yeah. 22. Yeah. Like, he's so young. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's, there's a couple of different elements there where I'm like... Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not calling too much of that into yeah. question. But I mean, and, and listen, I, we won the series. I think, yeah. So, yeah. like, at the end of the day, no matter what anyone has to say about it, the Padres won the series. Bob Melvin did a fantastic job managing... Especially in the two games that we won, yeah, he like, managed his ass off. Couldn't have done, series. couldn't have done a better job. Frankly. No, he really couldn't have. To, to, like I said before, I mean, to put Josh Bell in the lineup, yeah. When I was like, "There's no way this guy's going to be playing," and he yeah. comes in and hits a two-run tater. And Brandon Drury only playing one game was insane to me. Crazy and then look at the about. game Will's, Will Myers has defensively yesterday. I'm not sure Drury makes those plays. I'm not either. Like that diving stop on Lindor's rocket down the first baseline, smash! And he dives into. I was like, "What a play!" Yeah, what a play! Yeah, That's- he had three, at least three, maybe four, absolutely elite, game plays. altering. Yeah, game altering. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, obviously, listen, Bob Melvin was. We talked about it. Probably, you know, one of the top moves of the offseason. It's, it's paying it's off now. Be, he's got to be the top move. This is the guy that. This is the results that we wanted to see with Bob Melvin at the helm, and we're here. Yeah. To win a series on the road in New York. 
I am, like I said, I wanted to finish off with this thought. The bottom of the order, if they continue to do what they do, Soto and Machado need to have an epic series for us to have a chance. I think I think they both have to have clutch home runs. They I, need I, to have. I, I think I think Juan Soto needs to hit at least two home runs. And, and in Dodger Stadium, where it's so easy to hit home runs, so easy to hit a home runs. Soto needs to hit two for sure. He needs to hit two. Like and slug like doubles. I want to see Machado it all. Machado hits Arias a little, doesn't he? He hits. Or, he hits all. Yeah, he hits Arias. Hits well. lefties. He's, he's uh, I'm really interested to see how Bob Melvin manages this series because it's it's a completely different style of managing. A hundred percent, completely different style of managing from the pitching. Oh, he's going to switches manage. to the lineup construction. He's going to manage circles around Dave Idiot Roberts. Oh, God, that guy's, so <laughs> that guy's probably the most hated guy. In, probably the most hated former Padre in Padres clown. history. But I I will say uh, Bob Melvin. Yeah, is gonna is, is for sure. You know, the better manager in this series. I don't think that's up for debate, really. But there it's is nice. there's quite. I am concerned about how Nola is going to be used. He caught every game in a three game series. Yeah, did three games back to back, which he didn't do at all this season because it, that doesn't happen in the MLB anymore. Is he going to throw Alfaro in the lineup? Is he going to throw Camp in the lineup? Like, I would love to see Camp because I think Camp is fearless. He's like, I don't think he cares about these moments. He's just like, yeah, throw me in the game. Like, I'm gonna play. That's a really interesting point. I'm trying to think who I... I mean, what would a 30-year-old, never-managed-in-the-big-leagues guy do at that position? Would I put Nola in there, or would I put Campisano in there? You're such a clown. (laughs) I... Ah, man. I think... Or no, I meant meant Alfaro or Camp. Uh, Yeah. I lean camp. I'm, I I'm 100% on camp. Yeah, I think I'm I lean camp. Campisano because, God, dude, Alfaro, Alfaro dude, is not going to touch. you got to shoot your shot against the Dodgers. Yeah, he's not going to touch. And the ceiling is way higher with camp in the lineup. I think so, too. The floor is lower, but the, the, the ceiling's higher, and you got to go for the high ceiling against a team like the Dodgers. I think so, too. That's my take. I think so, too. That's where I want to finish it off. Any last thoughts here before we get into the series against the Dodgers starting tomorrow? Remember, this is when we recorded. On Monday, October 10th, this may not be ready until around Wednesday, but... Take advantage of the two lefties that you're going to see back-to-back in Dodger Stadium. Steal a game in Dodger Stadium. Steal steal a damn game. Yeah, we got to... Steal one. If if we don't hit a Rios game one, you got to hit Kershaw. You got to hit Kershaw. He's so old. Got to hit Kershaw game two. Dude. So washed. Got to hit Kershaw game two. And I mean... Sucks in the playoffs. And taking advantage of the fact that Walker Buehler's not in the rotation. Yeah. Take advantage. Like... Gotta also, get, we proved this year we could hit Dustin May. Yeah. I think, but specifically with the two lefties, though, our lineup is so, Gear. so right-handed heavy. Yeah. Take advantage and, of the and lefties. And Soto hits all, all arms. He does, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Cronenworth's not he, bad It doesn't lefties. matter. Grisham. Cronenworth, Cronenworth can hit lefties. Yeah. And, and, so, and actually, so can Grisham. Grisham, Grisham's got, Grisham. Grisham has career home runs off of uh, Grisham hits lefties. Kershaw. Yeah. Grisham hits lefties. Yeah. Yeah, so, again, if 7-9 through nine perform, Soto and Machado need to have a monster series. But, yeah, I, I think that's a really good note. Take advantage of those lefties, and let's see. Let's see if the Padres steal one in L.A. Padres in five. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. That was Trevor Messenger with the boldest prediction. Oh, the also, game. Uh, we took a handful of games off of Tatis' suspension. We did. Yeah, just more and more little uh, silver linings. More silver linings. Take them. Yeah. Padres uh, in five. Padres in five. <laughs> that was Trevor Messenger. Trev? Later at Trevor Mess 22. That's at Trevor Mess 22. I'm Yaniv Berkovitz at Yonki, Y-A-U-N-K-I. Our Twitter handle is at DrunkWithMonks. DrunkWithMonks on Instagram as well. Both handles at DrunkWithMonks. 
Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Go Padres. No matter what happens, what a season we've had. And hopefully we get to talk to you soon once we advance past this series. We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Padres and Padres. <laughs> Bye, everyone.